Bush and Richie here with another Home Time Show podcast. Can you hear in the background the ice cream van? The ice cream van's just just appeared. Oh my goodness! Can you hear him? I'm, I'm going to have to be honest and say I can't, but I can taste him. Well, his ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most menacing thing anyone's ever said on any of the shows we've ever done. I it can't hear him, be. but I can taste him. It wasn't meant to be menacing. I'm aware it sounds menacing. I'm also aware it's going to be very difficult to recover from. So I think at this juncture, it will be best to start the podcast. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So like I said earlier on, I've been digging up the front garden for a lot of this week and the weekend before. Uh, it's quite boring. I've been kind of taking the gravel. I don't want to get into detail, but I've been taking the gravel. You know when you put gravel out the front of your house and then all the mm. cats in the neighbourhood use it as one massive litter tray? You know that? Mm. Yes, oh yeah. That's what's been happening in our house. So I've been taking the digging the gravel off, bit of topsoil as well. And I kind of thought whilst I was digging, uh, I'm gonna surely I'm gonna find something. You know, maybe maybe an old clay pipe from the First World War, or uh, you know, a tin with some valuables in it that someone's buried. They're gonna come back to and uh, uncover in the future. Do you know what I found after literally a week's worth of digging? Forty-five pence in change, and that's modern coins, <laughs> not old-fashioned coins. Uh, and what the other, a bit of a copper, copper pipe that a builder's obviously tossed into the garden on the way by. Uh, and I thought, do you know what I mean? That in in Essex, just down the road, someone made that amazing discovery of all that Viking stuff bum bags chains everything whatever the vikings had in a boat uh, and it's worth millions and it's now in like uh, the museum in in london well, you know there must be people out there who've dug up brilliant things but for me just bang average it was really low level digging two summers ago I dug up um, part of our back garden. Now, I had a little bit more success than you, although I'm not for a minute saying that I dug up a Viking bum bag. But what I did, <laughs> what I did manage to dig up, and I found it very mysterious, two steak knives. Two steak wow. knives buried very deep down in my back garden. And I must admit, I thought to myself, this is a little bit sinister. That, I mean, that is sinister. I mean, as someone who's obsessed with crime documentaries, that should be the kind of thing where the bottom of your garden's taped off and they put one of those white tents in there. That's a discarded <laughs> weapon or a concealed <laughs> or hidden weapon, isn't it? But it's, it's more interesting. Gone That's very the main wrong. Thing. It's a barbecue that's gone horribly wrong, isn't it? And sometimes they can go wrong, particularly if you underdo a few things and you overcompensate and then burn a couple of sausages. It's just a write-off. But this is the thing, right? So you've, you've instantly dug up something more interesting than me. 45 pence in change in copper pipe is not enough. What I want, first hour of the show, if you've ever dug up anything of any interest whatsoever in your garden, someone else's uh, headphones on doing metal detecting down at the beach, we want to hear about it on the show. Uh, Adrian, our friend Adrian, uh, just, just texted during the last song to tell me that he was digging up his back garden in Bath and he found two buried wheelbarrows. What about that? <laughs> <laughs> If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Eloise says we've been digging the back garden and amongst a huge pile we found includes an iron bed in two pieces and bones. Enough bones to warrant telling the police. Oh, my word. That is the little white tent thing that we were talking from earlier on about crime scene investigation. Yeah. Keep us posted on that, Eloise. James says uh, he dug up the previous homeowner's pet in an old tin. Oh, that'd be all because you, you, you pick the tin up and think, oh my God, this is going to be like buried treasure. You open it up and it's like <laughs> a, 
Uh, a tabby cat from the 70s. <laughs> well, at least it was the previous owners, because Neil tweets and says, our dead rabbit snowy by accident. Oh, no. At least you'd mark it on a map, wouldn't you? Know where you put him, for crying out loud. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Nick says, dug a hole to plant a tree with the ashes of my old Springer Spaniel under it. Partway down, I found an empty shotgun cartridge, and in the next scoop, there was a large black plastic sheet. I thought it might be a dead body. I filled it back in and I've never dug any further. Nick, mate, what are you doing? You need to start digging, find out what's going on. You have to explore. Uh, guys, a few years ago, a previous address while digging some holes for decking, I found some upright corrugated iron sheets, says Ooh. Eddie in Cambridge. I thought they were perhaps some previous owner's garden planter or something. Turns out it was the remains of an Anderson shelter from the Second World War. Oh, wow. How cool is that? Sat down there with like a, a, a tin cup and some bovril. Uh, Becky in Somerset says, my dad dug up a massive ammonite, which, what is an ammonite? What is that? It's a fossil. It's one of them curly fossils. Ah, you know curly fossils with like what it looks like at the ends of a party popper popping out the end? <laughs> one of those. Uh, I, I did do a shift at the Natural History Museum, as you can imagine. <laughs> anyway, an old glass inkwell as well in the garden and lots of small animal bones. Thanks for that, Becky in Somerset. It's a bit weird. Less than 30 years ago, my brother and me were on the beach at Seaburn and the night before the tide had been very rough, taking all the sand away from the seawall, leaving a clay bed behind. We decided to dig that up. We discovered hundreds of old coins and real silver cutlery. Managed to fill a packed lunchbox full of old coins. I still have them somewhere to this day, says Danny in Sunderland. Did this lot get in the Mary Rose? I had 45 pence in modern change when I dug my garden. That was pathetic. Uh, last one here, Andy from Birmingham says, Guys, whilst having foundations dug for our extension, our builders found cow's teeth and a cow skull. At least that's what the builders said they were. The thing is, the house is over 90 years old, so either way, fossils or something more sinister. <sighs> Mate, I think you need to get back out to your front garden and start digging again right now. Stephanie says, when myself and husband first got engaged, I bought him a wedding band and he lost it digging up a lady's garden on Valentine's Day. Sounds a bit sus. Uh, she adds, I wasn't happy. I always wonder if someone in the future would find it. That's an interesting twist on things. Maybe there's going to be something dug up by someone in maybe five or ten years' time. Here's one from Adam who says, I was digging in a garden in St Albans on the mini digger. I think this must be for work. He says, I came across an old well and bunker from when the oh. grounds were an orangery. The client we were working for instructed us to fill it in with concrete. I was gutted. I was reluctant to fill the well in as it would have made an amazing feature. This was four years ago, but I still think about it every day to this day. I love the fact that in moments of quiet, he stares <laughs> out the window and thinks about that orangery. <laughs> Bless him. Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Tomorrow afternoon, we're going to be in a park in Brentwood. Uh, getting, uh, well, it'll be underway, to be quite frank. The big home time meetup. Bush and I have not seen each other face to face uh, for four months. We will have to take our producer with us as well, but every cloud uh, obviously has a storm brewing in it, uh, and that will be the case there. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. It's going to be fantastic. It'll be nice to see you. I haven't seen you for ages. Um, and do you remember, well, you did come over to Leon C, but I, I dip, it was like a, a diplomatic uh, snubbing where I wasn't in town when you appeared, and I felt bad about that. So this will be nice for us to finally meet up. 
<laughs> yeah, the awkwardness of the seaside visit will be put to one side. Um, one of the bonuses that we've discovered, obviously, uh, ahead of our visit to Brentwood tomorrow, you may remember earlier in the week uh, that the Dave Berry Breakfast Show's very own Matt Dyson turns out that in the 70s, uh, he earned some money from uh, Essex County Council uh, recording some public information videos all about Brentwood. We've got another little clip from one right now. Some quick last facts from me, Bush and Ritchie, in my series that I like to call This is Brentwood. Brentwood is famous for the deadly and infamous tornado of 1988, which we all remember for making news headlines. Local attraction site Maryland Farm began as a horse farm in the 1940s. 80s hair metal band White Lace formed here. It has more cemeteries than anywhere in the country with a whopping 45 and the iconic WSM radio tower on Concord Road helped Nashville become the music city in the 1920s by... Uh, wait, oh, wait a minute, um, what have I done there? This is Brentwood, California. My bad, sorry guys. Oh man, I was getting excited then, flipping hell, it was behind the whole Motown movement, Brentwood. <laughs> oh, get your money back, Essex. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Uh, another reason to celebrate. Uh, well, you're celebrating your break coming up. I'm not celebrating you going away. Uh, but oh, another reason to celebrate is a second consecutive day uh, where my internet has not yet fallen over during the show. Yes, get in. We are on a roll. I don't think I ever told you the knock-on effect after the show finished the other night when uh, uh, my internet connection died to my house. Uh, it got fixed the next day, but for the rest of the evening, there was no internet uh, here in this house. So obviously it, uh, it killed the last 20 minutes of the show. Uh, but then the rest of the evening, it meant there was no Netflix here, which was somewhat dramatic, shall we say, for my wife. So the knock-on effect of this was that the the only telly left to watch in our house that evening was stuff that I'd got recorded on the Skybox. Uh-oh. I'm already sensing danger in terms of your wife Natalie's uh, overall sense of well-being watching this stuff. Look, I've already told you how much she had been rinsing that very strange German TV show on Netflix called Dark. I haven't had a look in for ages. So the other night was the perfect time for me to catch up. And I put Natalie through two episodes back to back of Channel 5's documentary Railway 24-7. Have you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> Have I seen it? Not in a million years. It sounds terrible. <laughs> Railway. Not... Please don't tell me that's 24 hours. It's not like um, real time or something, is it? 24-7? Please, No, God. so the 24-7 the comes from the fact that it's a fly-on-the-wall documentary of the day-to-day -day operations of Transpennine Express, uh, which, <laughs> which is the... Uh, so what, uh, like the someone spilt Tizer on the platform and then a bloke's got to go on a slow-moving mini car and look, hoover it up and buff the floor again? Is that, <laughs> no, is that an, an item that might happen on it? No, no, no. This is uh, this. Look, this is um, it's fly on the wall stuff uh, covering the railway that goes from like Manchester a... over in the west to Hull over in the east. Well, episode two, for example, there's uh, a small microwave oven fire at the uh, West Cornish pasty stand concession just by platform two. Is that the kind of thing that happens in it? You're probably not meaning to come across like this, but you're actually now coming across a little bit rude and ignorant. I don't know whether you realise. <laughs> 
I just feel for Natalie, though. Two episodes of that back-to-back. Flipping it. It's great. Seriously. It'll be on Five On Demand. Give it a go. But what, <laughs> what we would love to hear from you, and there's an element of, of basically putting your own hand up here and saying, yeah, okay, this is me, all right? Is there a TV show that you are inflicting on the rest of your household, all right? So you are putting them through it. Do you know what? The good thing is that's come out of this, Richie, is you're not a monster. You're aware that this may hurt people putting them through these programmes. And I think anyone now who's, who's at home and, uh, you know, maybe you do have this hour or two in, in the week that you kind of ring fence for your terrible TV show, just do your family a favour and like Richie said, put your hand up, just admit it. Uh, Casper is, uh, is putting his hand up and saying that he knows that his wife is doing that exactly to him when he gets in and she's watching Judge Judy. Judge, Who's watching Judge Judy in 2020? Is that still going? <laughs> Apparently so. Do you know what? I mean, obviously I've been down on you for the whole railway thing. I've got to put my hand up and admit... I do this, but for a very specific reason. If our youngest daughter, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, if Thea wakes up in the middle of the night, she's not coming downstairs for, like, party time and watch Waffle Dog. I'm going to put on via being able to... So what's it it called where you you press a button on your phone and it goes onto your telly by magic? Oh, the whole Sky Go thing. Well, yeah, like, you can watch a YouTube video. Chromecast. Something like that. It's like it's like your nan and granddad trying to work out a bit of tech this, isn't it? Me and Richie with our glasses on the Don't. end of our nose. But whatever it is, I can watch YouTube on the telly through through my phone and I put board game instruction videos on there. And I tell you what, she goes back to sleep pretty damn quick. <laughs> uh, Gary says, bangers and cash bloke. He does up cars and sells them. It's great viewing for me. Oh dear. I bet. Mark Preston, this is this is a, this is like a crime against humanity. He makes his family watch a question of sport. <laughs> I didn't Even know the music, people still watched it. The intro title sequence of A Question of Sport makes my bum go a bit weird. <laughs> uh, Jane Grayson says, Four in a bed, Channel 4. Husband hates it. I love that he hates it and I love it. Do you know what? I love that programme as well. I think it's a good programme. My husband needs to give it a try. <laughs> Now, this is awful, right? Dan says, air crash investigation, regardless of whether holidays are imminent or not. That is out of order. You shouldn't force people to watch that kind of stuff. It's no good. Oh, I do like that kind of thing. Wouldn't watch oh. it before a holiday, but no, 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 no. That's my kind of scene. That's something weird going on here. Listen to these, right? Two, two texts. Hi, guys. My show that I've been sucked into and I now inflict on my partner and daughters is Aussie Gold Hunters on Quest. I can't get enough, says Martin in Paul. No idea what happens in it. Yeah. Then here's the next text, right? Hi, guys. Me and my dad often make my mum watch a series on Quest called... No. Aussie Gold Hunters. Even if we've seen the episode before, we watch it religiously. She can't stand it, says Danny in Hull, different person. Bush, we need to get onto this Aussie Gold Hunters. So what is it? Is it like people looking for gold that's previously been owned by Australians or Australian people <laughs> looking for gold in Australia? Please clarify. I need to know. I'm assuming the latter, but I'm going to give it a go, whatever. Listen to this. Kaya says, my husband, Baz, she's named and shamed him. He makes the whole household watch TOWIE. Baz, mate, come on. Not the way that normally works. Uh, Gary the Plasterer in Chelmsford says, afternoon, gang, me and my daughter are steaming through The Walking Dead. We're on series nine now. My wife 
cannot stand it. And I guess, do you know what? There's, there's not much your other half can do if it's, if it's a dad and daughter watching it. There's very little then that you can then stand in the way. If it's like intergenerational family enjoyment, you can't stop it then. This is it. I think sometimes with numbers as well, if you're the minority in the house, you're the only one that doesn't like it, you get outvoted. Uh, Stevens taking it to the next level. Listen to this. He says, I've series linked TJ Hooker on the <laughs> Do you have a TJ Hooker? Yes. Oh, my God. Was that... Um, oh, my God. Was that matey, matey boy off um, Star Trek? <laughs> Captain Kirk off Star Trek with a, with a like, terrible syrup, wasn't it, TJ Hooker? <laughs> if, I, if my memory serves me correctly... Don't we've we you and I have not been good this afternoon remembering things. We are increasingly getting just like what is his name? What's the captain of Star Trek's name? William T. William G. Stewart. <laughs> William G. Stewart. That's it. Fifteen to one. That's the name of the first episode of Star Trek. That, that's all coming back to me now. It's brilliant. Thanks, Richie. Uh, abort. Stick a song on. Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Hometime on a Friday night with Bush and Richie, getting people to admit what terrible programs they put their family through. Simone on Twitter says, My husband Adam watches Brew Tube, videos on how to brew beer and also tight lines, which is about fishing. He's 41. Oh. <laughs> tight I think lines. tight lines used to be hosted by Bruno Brooks back in the day. I might be wrong. <laughs> I'm not gonna put my uh, I'm not gonna put my reputation on it because it's already a little bit scorched by by, uh, the TJ Hooker episode of about five minutes back, which you lot are getting in touch by your droves. But can we just put aside the rest of this hour of this show just to uh, explain where I got William G. Stewart from? Let's, almost like in um, Countdown when someone turns to a whiteboard and starts writing down with a squeaky black pen. Here we go. <laughs> so someone said that they series links TJ Hooker. I was like, oh my God, isn't that the fella that was the captain of Star Trek? Couldn't remember his name. You said that the captain of Star Trek back in the day was called William G. Stewart. I was like, what the hell? That's the fella from 15 to 1. We left it there. Uh, we subsequently realised that Richie was thinking of Jean-Luc Picard, a.k.a. Patrick Stewart, from Star Trek The Next Generation. So you weren't that far wrong, actually. And TJ Hooker was... William Shatner, with a wig. Put the two together, you get William G. Stewart. Thank you very much. Good night. Time podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. This time tomorrow, Bush and I will be buzzing. We will be in a park in Brentwood, having seen each other for the first time in four months. Oh, the excitement. Uh, and Ooh. you have helped us this week uh, put together what is going to be a right old shindig tomorrow. Uh, you've helped us with the location. Uh, you've helped us uh, with some ideas of games to play whilst we're there. This is the important one tonight. We'd like to put together a fantasy picnic, all right? Three items, all right? If three items could be in your fantasy picnic, what could they be? And hopefully, from all your suggestions, we'll be able to trawl through them and have a right old feast tomorrow in Brentwood. So listen, what items, what three items do you think have to be in any self-respecting picnic? It, it doesn't even have to have any fruit in it. It can just be, it can just be sweet, sweet, sweet. It doesn't have to be savoury, savoury, savoury. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Dan I Noble agree. from our Absolute Radio family, our fellow presenter Dan Noble has tweeted back straight away. He reckons... 
fantasy picnic, three items, sausage rolls, olives, tinnies. So it's kind of beer with a, a couple lad. of dips. He's a young lad, Dan. I like him. I like, I like him. I, I like, don't feel I like he knows us. I, I don't feel he knows us very well if he's thinking that olives need to be in there. Do you know what's a good point? I'm happy with sausage rolls. I'm happy with drinking beer and eating sausage rolls in a park. Olives, though, I think sends the wrong message. Olives is if you're at home uh, and you've invited another couple over for a fancy soiree and you're trying to impress. But does anyone really, when they're looking to enjoy themselves, get olives? I don't think so. Because what we could have done, if it wasn't for social distancing, we could have taken turns putting our fingers, putting the olives onto the end of our fingers and the other one could have nibbled them off. But I'm afraid social distancing has ruined that. Even if there wasn't social distancing, <laughs> I'm not nibbling off your finger, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you tried to make me do that with hula hoops about six months ago. So, hey, fair's fair. Tracy Fisher says, pork pies, salt and vinegar chipsticks and a multi-pack of <laughs> mini cheeses. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Classy lady. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news, and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. This text has just come in. It's Sarah from Bangers and Cash. Now, that was hey. one of the shows that came in. Uh, she says... Please say thank you to the guy putting his family through misery. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's a backhanded compliment, isn't it? It's a nice <laughs> way to get in touch, though. Uh, tomorrow, looking towards tomorrow, it's the big hometown meetup in Brentwood. We're going to be doing the show in Brentwood. Thank you for all your suggestions. We're doing a thing called Three Item Fantasy Picnic to help us choose food for tomorrow. What three items make the best food combo for outdoor snacking as far as you're concerned? Matt Davis says gin, tonic, Lemon. I've see see what you've done there, Matt. I'm, I like it. Not necessarily allowing that one through for the fantasy picnic. We need a bit of ballast. You know what I mean. Something. We need something to eat as well. Although Joss says Guinness. That is all. Enough of the just the booze ones, please, guys. Come on, we're working. We're working tomorrow. Now, there is a little bit of booze in uh, Gemma's suggestions, but I will lock down one of her other ones. So Gemma says Prosecco, cheese Doritos and Maltesers. Bush, would you mind if I lock in right now cheese Doritos? Cheese Doritos, OK, but do me a favour, right? And this, you can think on this ahead of it being tomorrow. Just get a good dip. They need a good right. dip. No, 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 yeah, no, no, I would agree with you because they can be uh, as dry as a flip-flop otherwise. So, uh, so yes, I will, I will go with cheese Doritos and bring a suitable dip. And well done. I reckon when you were saying that sentence as dry as that, there was probably seven or eight things on the conveyor belt in your mind. You were like, no, can't say that, can't say that. Can't I reversed say that. out flip -flop. of a few cul-de-sacs. Uh, we need your help for tomorrow. We're going to Brentwood, but what are we going to eat? We're not just going to sit there and just chat the whole time. We march on our stomach. An army marches on its stomach. So we're playing Fantasy Picnic. Three items that have to be in a picnic. What are they going to be? My goodness, if we're your army, then you've lost the battle. <laughs> uh, Matt says mini pork pies, ready mixed mojito and bacon Ooh. fries. That's pretty good, Matt. Uh, Sue riffs off the same thing as Matt there. She says mini, mini pork pies. Okay, so that seems like the, there's bit of consensus for that salt and vinegar crisps and an M&S BLT sandwich what we're we going to split that in half and eat that on the floor <laughs> soon 
Look, I tell you what, actually, uh, we locked in about five minutes ago the cheese Doritos if I bought a decent dip with them. Bush, would you be happy if I lock in a second item of mini pork pies? Let's go for it. Let's put the mini pork pies in. They're in the bag. They're coming to the trip. <laughs> Speaking of going on the trip, it's all about Brentwood. That's where we're going to be tomorrow, our hometime show from Brentwood. But do we know anything more about it? Let's go back to the 70s and find out from Mr. Matt Dyson from The Breakfast Show, who filmed a series of infomercials about the area. Bush, Richie, it's me again. And this is Brentwood. The previous headquarters of electronics company Amstrad were located in Brentwood. Now the offices have been converted into a Premier Inn. <laughs> Classic. Great. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Richie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. It's home time on a Thursday night with Bush and Richie, and all this week, thanks to Gumtree Motors, we have up to £1,000 to be won. Whether it's buying your first car, furnishing your new flat, Gumtree no adulting can be tough, a bit of a journey as well. That's why they're available for all the key stages in your life. Play Your Cars Right has been a resounding success the first three days this yeah. week. Uh, a few people um, reminding us about some show called Play Your Cards Right, which does nothing for me and yeah. Bush. Um, so uh, we're going to oh. plough on with Play Your Cards Right. And on the line to play today is Sylvia. How are you, Sylvia? Oh, hi. I'm very well, thanks. And you? We're very, very good. Where are you calling from and where are you from originally? Um, I'm calling from Bristol, uh, but I was born in Italy. Oh, lovely. Which bit of Bristol are you calling from? My old neck of the woods. Uh, I'm uh, living in Southville at the moment. It's a very nice place of town. It's a lovely place. My brother lives there as well. So awesome. Good to have you on board. Thank you. Right, uh, Sylvia, let me explain the rules. It might be more appropriate. Uh, we're going to give you four cars. Uh, you've got to tell us the price of the car on Gumtree Motors. Is it higher or lower than the previous one we've just given you? Uh, for each car you get right, you win £250. As soon as you get one wrong, you're out of the game. Uh, and that means if you get the first one wrong, you could walk away with nothing, which we don't want to happen. Understand? I understand, yes. Thank you. Right. right. OK, let's go, Sylvia. Right now on Gumtree Motors is a Vauxhall Astra Energy 2013 plates. It's the perfect first car. It's on sale for 5,495 quid. Also on the website is a Bentley Continental 6-litre GT. Now, that's Ooh. clocked up 36,800 miles since 2008. But is the Bentley higher or lower than the Vauxhall? <laughs> it's higher. It is indeed, Sylvia. It's higher at £32,500. £250 is yours. It's in the bank. It's safe. Let's move on to the second car, the Bentley Continental 6-litre GT. It's £32,500. Swanky! If you look on Gumtree Motors right now, you can also find a BMW Z4 2.5, a very nice car indeed. Uh, it's in excellent condition, has a very low mileage, but is it higher or lower than the Bentley Continental 6-litre GT? Mm. I think it's higher. Sylvia, it's lower. I don't want to say oh. it's lower. Just four thousand five hundred quid is a steal. Unfortunately, oh. you just won. It's two hundred and fifty pounds, which ain't oh, bad, though, is it? Eh? Not bad at all. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, well, look, Sylvia, congratulations on your two hundred and fifty pounds. Bush, I've got another couple of cars. I'd love to play with you if that's all right. Go on then. Go on then. Let's have a go. 
Uh, a yellow 1978 MG Midget classic car, 74,500 miles on the clock. Question is, is it higher or lower than the BMW Z4? I'm going to say lower. Higher at 5,400 oh. and you win nothing. So all of a sudden, oh. Sylvia probably feels much better uh, because she's she got does. 250 pounds and you've you got nothing, mate. All right. All right. Yeah, fine. <laughs> fine. I've got nothing. <laughs> So I'm thanks to Gumtree Motors, Car Right Abbey Street. Consider Gumtree when bunting to buy or sell a second-hand car. You don't have to look far to find a trusted used car. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Final song on tonight's Hometime show uh, on this Thursday night. Ahead of tomorrow's Big Meet Up, our reunion. We haven't seen each other for four months. We're going to be doing the show from a park in Brentwood. And I think we've agreed pretty much that, uh, Richie, you've been writing down all this shopping list stuff with all these great suggestions people have been sending in. You are in charge of our food tomorrow, right? Yeah, cheese Doritos, uh, as long as I've got a good dip with them. Uh, mini pork pies, they are definitely on my list. Uh, I will freestyle off some of the other great suggestions from the listeners for the rest. But yes, don't worry, I am the food king. Love that. Okay, well, make sure you listen tomorrow. It's going to be great. We can't wait to, to be in Brentwood and soak up the atmosphere. Very quickly, let's roll the eight-sided Dungeons & Dragons Dice of Doom to find out which one of our family of stations we're going to listen to and find out what the next few songs are. It's gone for number five. Ah, now, right, OK, Absolute Radio Naughties, I will boot that up, but I will remind you that on actual Absolute Radio, it is Live Music Thursday, Danielle Perry has a special Live Music Thursday with James Dean Bradfield uh, from the Manning Street Preachers playing songs from his new album. That's straight after us on Absolute Radio at 7, but Absolute Radio 90s, Lily Allen's Not Fair, Coldplay's Shiver, MGMT's Time to Pretend and Madonna's Jump. Coldplay Shiver is one of the greatest songs ever. Absolutely love it. Stick that station on. You'll love it. See you in All Brentwood. Right. See you in Brentwood. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. I can taste him. There's the podcast for you. There's the podcast. Uh, don't be put off. I'm glad you stuck with the whole thing and not be in any way shaken by Richie's unsettling comments about the ice cream man at the very start of this. One other unsettling thing, right? This is something to do with the North. My other half, Katie, is from Northumberland. You know that red sauce you'll have on top of your, your, your flake in your 99 ice cream, yeah? yeah? Up North, they call that monkey's blood. You what? They call it, so I can have a 99, but with monkey's blood. I've never heard of that. That's proper strange. Isn't that weird? Where does that even come from? Monkey's blood. And they, if you say that up north, they know what you're talking about. First off, it's a really weird thing to call it. Secondly, and I'll take a step back, if you are having, you know, the old Mr Whippy, the old soft ice cream, sticking yep. a flake in, yes, I don't think it needs anything else. I'm inclined to agree with you. I think the flake does the work there. You don't need to, it's a bit it's a bit um a bit piggy wiggy having all the sauce on top as well, isn't it? Particularly if you're calling it monkey's blood. Proper weird. Look, that's your son Rocco coming up the stairs. Don't tell him about the monkey's blood, it'll ruin the entire ice cream van thing for him. So <laughs> actually, that's why I might tell him about it. <laughs> yeah, save yourself some cash. Hands Let me be your guarantee.
Christian Richie on the radio. They'll be back again tomorrow. Phantom Music interviews. Subscribe, rate, and leave reviews. Subscribe.